Hey guys, welcome to the uh, Patriots post game show. Here, Spags will be with us in a second. Um, uh, I mean, there's not much to say. Uh, well, there's a lot to say, but there, there's really not much to talk about here. I mean, Jesus Christ, that was that was absolutely embarrassing. And everyone's going to sit there and say, "Well, they didn't have any time to practice, and they they didn't have practice time, and there was no practice, and there was no." And Cam Newton's been out for two weeks, and so the on all this other stuff, and, and that's fine. And you can make that argument. Let's not forget the Broncos were in a very similar situation. Yes, the Broncos' facility was open. That's true. The Broncos were missing their starting quarterback for multiple weeks. Just got their starting quarterback back this week. He would not have played. Don't forget that he would not have played had the game been played last Sunday. So it's not as though he's been healthy and around running around at practice. No, no, no. He he hasn't been healthy. He hasn't been practicing. He's finally back this week. And yes, did the, did, did the Broncos are great? No. Drew Locke only completed 10 passes. He didn't do much. But the defense, you know, and, and I, I had this discussion with, you know, with a few of my Twitter followers, like the defense didn't play that well. They played okay, but they didn't play that well. If the first six possessions, the first six possessions of the game end with points, that's not good. That's that's not good, okay. Really not good, and, and that's and that's really an issue. And look, I get it, okay. The the uh, you know the, the Patriots' offense was just dreadful, but really until the fourth quarter. Finally, Cam turned something on. They started throwing some things around, but like until they were throwing gadget plays, they had nothing going for them. Uh, and I don't know. Listen, the offensive line. Um, it's unfortunate with the offensive line because I think the O-line is is good to very good. Um, and, you know, you, you're talking about the starter out. You're talking about everyone else out. You know, the starting center, you're starting right guard, you're starting – well, maybe – I'm sorry. You're starting left guard and you're starting right tackle. We're all out by the end of the first drive. So now you're moving people around. And Isaiah Wynn, who, listen, has, has, has looked good um, – so far in his early career, looked awful today. But Cam made some questionable decisions. Maybe guys weren't getting open. Maybe that was the case. I don't know. But my goodness, they looked terrible. So it was just, it was bad. Andrew, what's up, man? Good, sir. Good, sir. How are you doing, my man? Doing, I'm, I'd be doing better, but I'm, I'm doing all right. I thought, I thought you was going to come right after the game. You're coming right in the middle of this whole. I know. Yeah. We something, by the way, and I'll have something about that in another interesting discussion. But um, it was one of the weirdest games that I've seen in a Bill Belichick Patriots era, um, seeing the game through red zone, because um, first off, it was funny with how, you know, already Sonny Michelle's out, but early in the game, Cam Newton, he was accurate in the game. In fact, the only interception he had was on a tremendous play by the Denver defense. So Vic Fangio, he showed today why he is still a top defensive mind at the very least because um, he was able to at least stifle them. Now, this is where it gets to where you mentioned the offensive line injuries for the Patriots and how Isaiah Wynn, this was probably, not probably, definitely his worst game um, as the Patriots. Like, they made the Broncos seem like Von Miller was on it the was field. It's Cam yeah. Newton, you know, the pressure was there. It, the running game was in. And Cam Newton, obviously, he got hit constantly today, and particularly on 
um, one play, I just he just got blown up blindside. Um, and I think that's uh, did that cause the fumble? That didn't cause the fumble in that one, but you know, it, almost he held on to that one somehow. I have no yes. idea how he did, but he did. Yes, he got blown up. Whereas any quarterback, if Cam is getting blown up, then it's any quarterback. But um, the Izzo fumble, that was something where they were running Kim, being accurate as he was today in terms of the times he threw. You know, Izzo makes the catch, and then all of a sudden, he just happens to fumble past the 50-yard line, right. and Denver gets it back. And then, you know, despite really a bend both break defense today, but, you know, the, the, the Broncos without Melvin Gordon, they were still moving in at times. And Drew Locke, before he became Drew Locke in the fourth quarter, he made those timely throws and he showed that talent that he had where the it was just up to Belichick red zone defense that prevented it from being, you know, a blowout and holding the Broncos to field goals. But um, it was it was just really just bizarre. And it, uh, you could attribute a little bit of that to the practice. But I think also those injuries fully were key on the offensive line. And, and obviously at the end of the game is where that one throw that Cam didn't make in terms of the blitz on that fourth and ten. But you know, he's proven to make fourth quarter comebacks before and how he performed against Seattle, you know, easily gives him that reprieve as, as well as, as overcoming COVID. But that just – I just thought that that really as one of the strangest games, honestly, for the Patriots. Honestly, the offensive line was, like, really shambolic. And then the Izzo fumble um, was something that was – even Cam's second interception, that was tipped. So right. – so, it was it was it was a weird weird you know game if you were a Pages fan in Belichick and yet the Broncos I mean I'm just laughing at any Broncos fan even talking online because Drew Lock literally showed them why he is not their franchise guy with the interceptions that he allowed back to back possession I mean <laughs> so yeah it's sure. man it just it's fitting for 2020 is all I can tell you Pat and this I agree not even being a Patriots fan <laughs> I agree with you. Andrew, yep. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, if you don't mind, I'm gonna, yep. I'm gonna send you down. Sean, I saw you. Uh, I'll, I'll have you on in a second too. Um, but just to add to what, to what he was saying, which I think was perfect, uh, is you know there was a ton of injuries. My, my thing is this, right? I think you have a clear way to beat the Patriots, and that's the blitz, blitz on every play. I would, if I was a defensive coordinator, blitz on every single play, because then it throws off the, the read option that Brett, that Cam wants to do. It throws off what they want to do offensively. And Cam hasn't shown the ability to get those quick passes out. He, he's not a quick decision maker. That's the one thing that I see from him is he's holding the ball, holding the And listen, maybe guys aren't open. I don't know. Maybe they're running different routes than they ran with Brady. But he's holding the ball longer than I've seen a Patriots quarterback hold it in a while. And that's going to get him killed. And that's, and that's really, to me, that's an issue. Okay. Um, and so, Sean, I'm going to pull you up um, to talk. And Spags, I just saw you hopped into. Hey, Sean, how's it going, buddy? Doing good. Um, I, I just think what is hurting the Patriots is okay. You know, you had the triumvirate, or however you say that word, you had the trio of Belichick, Gronk, and Brady for so many years. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not sitting here saying that's the only reason these guys had the run that they did. Nothing should take away from that. But you're talking about three historic difference makers. And then Gronk retires. Brady just straightforward is not as Brady as he was because it's just natural with age. And now when you look at when you look at the Patriots games this year and you look at their options that they're throwing to, you look at the options that are running the ball, 
in a year where you're going to have to have offense to win because the defenses are still getting caught up, the Patriots just don't have any difference makers. They don't they, have they, any speed. That's their they, problem. They lack, yeah, they lack speed for the last five years, especially yeah. on the outside. And, you know, this power run game is, is, is cute and it's great and it works sometimes. But realistically, where does that get you? You know, they don't have any speed on the outside. They have them for years, and it's just catching up to them. Obviously, they get away with it a little bit with Cam's legs, and they can do some more things that they may have, you know, couldn't have in the past. But uh, when it comes down to it, crunch time, and you need to move the chains through the air, they just can't do it. That right. Michelle, Michelle, and um, uh, Harry also, uh, you know, Michelle certainly paid his dues his rookie year, but Michelle and Harry haven't um, panned out either. I think that's what the Patriot injuries are hurting them. But also, they just don't have any offensive difference makers, for instance, with speed. And, and that's going to come up in Herdman. It's, it's no longer – Belichick's no longer able to overcome that just because they just don't have a lot of skill position talent. Yeah. No, I mean, listen, I think, I think it's a good point, Sean. And thank you. I'm going I'm to – if you don't mind, I'm just going to send thank you back you. down. But uh, thank you so much for, for contributing. Appreciate it. And uh, thanks for coming along. I, I just think, listen – you're totally right. And Spags, what you said too, to add on to him is the speed issue and not having difference makers. I think it makes a huge difference. And again, that with that blitz, you have to have those quick passes. And Edelman for years has been that quick outlet guy. And he just, I don't know what's going on with Edelman, but he looks awful. He looks like he's slow. He can't catch anymore. He just looks like he's lost. It's, just, it's age. He's 34, right? He's right. played a lot of footballs. There's a lot of mileage on him. Right. And I mean, that's, not, that's no disrespect to him, obviously. What he's done here and, you know, his records and how clutch he's been holds for itself, right? I mean, this yeah. is just at his position and his age, it's just it's struggle. He struggles to separate now and, and kind of keep up, I guess, with with how elite and fast these defense, defenses are in today's game. It's, it's just hard. Right. I just feel like to me, and, and what, what's frustrating for me is that I look at it and people say, well, they, you know, they didn't have any practice on they didn't have any, which is true. They did not. It didn't seem to affect the Titans. Didn't seem to affect the Titans last week. So, you know, they, they did just fine, you know, uh, against and today. Yeah. They had a short week. Yeah. And today with another short week. Right. So you're talking about two straight games with them where they've dominated. And now Houston stinks, but even still, where they've dominated, you know, what was what was an undefeated Buffalo team. And now, you know, Houston today, who had a, who had a good win last week. Um, you know, it, I just look at it and I just don't – I don't see why – I'm not – and Belichick isn't making an excuse and no one's making – but to me, I'm not giving the Patriots out on that. I'm not. I'm not saying, well, oh, yeah, they had no – and there's a lot of things going on and the injuries, I think, have piled up. And so there are arguments now for them to say, look – we got three guys on the offensive line. Jalte Froholt was, you know, is playing there. Like we don't know what the hell is going on. Like there's there's a ton of stuff happening. I thought Heron played pretty well. Yeah, under I, the circumstances, I haven't, seen, I haven't seen the 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 film, and I know I ca- kind of popped in here when you were talking about Cam kind of holding on to the ball for too long, and he wasn't great today, right? I mean, it's, right. It, let's be honest. Let's call a spade a spade. He did not play well, and I don't think up to his standards, he'll he'll tell you himself. But I don't think he had any time. They, the receivers lack separation. Just like it, it, today's game was a prototypical, you know, game we've seen for the last two years. But they had Brady just to use his experience in the system and right. just his, you know, his will to win. Um, yep. And then obviously, when you factor in with Cam, how he's been out for a while, that was his first game in three weeks. And you know, obviously, he's still learning and adjusting under the system. 
you kind of expected that. But I don't think the receivers helped him out at all. The offensive line was 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 poor. Um, and, and Denver is is probably one of the better one and three teams you're going to face all year, right? They had a one possession game with Tennessee, a one possession game with Pittsburgh without Drew Locke for half of that game. They're a good team, and they and Fangio's a, obviously a great defensive minded coach, but. There's no excuse for that. You find the end zone once, you score 12 points, and you score 18 points. Give up 18 points, you should win the majority of the games you're facing. You're playing. Absolutely. I mean, you don't allow a touchdown all day and you lose. And, and again, at one point, they hadn't allowed a touchdown and they were down by 15. And it was just like, you, you can't, you cannot possibly win games in the NFL not scoring points, you know? And yes, of course, the defense, you know, and listen, the defense played pretty well, but again, the first six drives for the Broncos took up a ton of time and ended with and ended with points on every single one of them. Now they were only field goals, so they did do you know a little bit of the bend don't break. But at the end of the day, you know when I'm looking at that, I'm saying, well, that's not good enough. You can't allow them to score on six straight drives. And yes, they were just field goals, but it doesn't matter. You still can't let that happen. So that to me, there's no excuse for that. You know, there's no excuse for that. There's no there's nothing to me. It's not practice, right? And and I'm. I'm pissed about Ryan Izzo. I don't know why he's still on the field. I mean, I mean, he's fine. He's fine. Okay. No, can we talk because obviously the tight end position sooner given Gronk's age and and kind of mileage on him. Right. And then they roll out Ryan Izzo and and Lacoste last year, which, right, like they put themselves in that situation. They had Ben Watson, obviously, as a veteran presence. They got nothing, literally nothing out of that position last year. And they've still repeatedly, after taking two – Within the first 100, 100 uh, picks in the draft, two within their first four picks, right, I believe, with Keen. Yeah, Keen was, was 101, but basically the same. You thing. know what yeah. I'm saying, yeah. Right. And obviously he's um, he's injured, so we haven't got this, a chance to see him, so I don't want to judge him. But, like, the production you got at that position uh, statistically through the air the last two years has been nothing. Like, is there – Devin Asiasi can't be much worse than what you've been rolling out there the last two years. Like – can we give him a, a bigger role here in the offense? I don't know what they're waiting for um, or, or what – I mean, it's just – it's mind-boggling. Like, I mean, right, and this is the thing, right? And I understand Belichick is hesitant with young guys, especially at that position. Given now, Gronk the circumstances obviously a different of this story. year, yeah. Right, and Gronk obviously is a different story, right? Gronk got 10 touchdown passes his rookie year. But I think that, you know, you see that from, from the majority of the rookies that come in at that position. But the fact is, is that Ryan Izzo is not that good. Now, he's okay, but he's not that good. You need playmakers on offense. You saw, I mean, the film on what Asiasi can do and what he did at UCLA is fantastic. And so just see, and supposedly, now all the reports are, and they haven't practiced in a few weeks, but all the reports are that, you know, at, at one time when they were practicing, he looked good in practice. So what are we doing? Put him on the field and see what he has. Because at the very worst, at the very worst, he's worse than than Ryan Izzo, and they all like, we miss on that it's one. And that's, yeah. that's it. Like he can't be that much worse than Ryan Izzo. So like, just stick him out there and see what happens. And, and you know, and we need more playmakers on this offense. It's not good enough what they have right now. And they didn't address anything. You know, in in the in the off season, I do like Demir Bird. I think he's played well. He's one of kind of the bright spots. I think at least a little bit on the offense, but he's not. He's like a third receiver. He's fine. You know, like I, I, I said before the season, I thought he'd be like David Patton, which David Patton was a great contributor here for the Patriots, but he was a third wide receiver. He was never like 
the guy. He was never like a guy that you were going to be like, oh, we could, you know, I can, we could pencil David Patton in for, you know, 10 catches. No, he was never that guy. But he was a, a decent contributor to the offense who would make big plays in big moments. And that's what I was expecting from Demir Bird. But right now, Bird's like their number one receiver. And you just, you cannot have that. And so I don't know what you have to do with Nikhil Harry to get him going. Every but time yeah. with him, he takes two, you know, one step forward, two steps back. I, um, you know, obviously, Seattle, awful. he was great. Probably one of the best games we've seen of him as a pro. Made some big catches down the stretch. You know, got a little separation. Even last, you know, the game versus Kansas City caught a beautiful touchdown pass from Stidham. Right. Uh, moved the chains a few times. And then today, he's just, you didn't even, Completely watching useless. the game, halfway through the third quarter, I'm like, where is Nikhil Harry? Yeah, and then, uh, and then they go to him on fourth down. Like, and now at some point, like, what are you doing there, too? I've heard that he slipped on that one. I don't know. I thought that was just a bad throw. I think they I, both. I think Cam missed him, but he also didn't, you know, give him a great chance. Um, yeah, by kind of losing footing there. And so we'll see. But I mean, it's just you know that's something where this is now a consistent issue for them, multiple years in a row. And I'm I'm just surprised. I'm surprised that Bill has has let it get to this point. You know, at a certain point, you have to go out and try to make your offense better. And they did it last year, right? They signed AB. They went out and they traded for uh, they traded for uh, Nikhil ha- uh, for Mohamed Sanu. Like yep. they have tried, and Brandon nothing Cooks has worked. the year before. Brandon Cooks. The year. So that's the thing. Like they went out, they tried, they traded for Josh, Josh Gordon. Gordon. Like yep. they've tried to upgrade it, but this off season they didn't do anything. They did nothing. They didn't add to any of their skill position players. They so, brought in Demir so Bird, and that was it. So yep. I don't Granted, understand the cap why not. Space that they had at the beginning of uh, of, of the off season versus the end right. because of the opt outs and and, and you understood right. and you understood Tooney like yeah. yeah you understood Tooney like I got it like you have to have him around because they knew they'd have the cap space next year to sign him to a long term deal fine that's fine. I have no problem with that you know if if you think he's a valuable piece which he's shown that he's an incredibly valuable piece on the offensive line great. But you have to address the fact you have zero playmakers. And, and right now, and never more than today, has it rated his ugly head. And again, I, and I said it all day, all day on Twitter, and I said it all day to my family who I was annoying. Basically, if I were a defensive coordinator, I would blitz the Patriots on every single play. Every play. Because the only way they're going to beat you is by running the ball. And if they can't, I mean, the two games that they've won, they've rushed for over 200 yards. So if they can't run the ball, they're dead. And so if I'm, I'm just, just every every single disaster. play in, in right. the NFL today. In, in and that's game. it, man. The RPO, listen, the RPO is fine. It's fine. The offense works occasionally. But the problem is, is that if you don't have a quarterback, then that can also stand in the pocket and sling it, then it's not going to work. And so the issue that I had with Cam today is that he wasn't accurate. He wasn't super accurate. He doesn't look like, he doesn't look like himself. He doesn't look comfortable in the pocket. He like rear he his, his throwing motion just looks bizarre, and maybe that's maybe that's the way he's always looked, but it just looks a little bit off than what I've seen in the past from him. And so I don't know if there's something wrong. Listen, I'm not blaming it all on Cam. I'm not saying like you know Cam stinks and you know put in the stint. I'm not I'm not saying any of that. I think Cam gives us the best chance to win still, but we have to come up with something different because the game plan that we had today. It ain't going to work. You're not going to win with that game plan moving forward. You're not because once the teams figure it out and once – I mean, look what happened. They send people in the back. I mean, it's just – it was bad. It, it was really bad. It was, it was an, a, a terrible offensive game. And, again, the defense, 
They gave up the points, but at the end of the day, they kept them in it, right, until the end. And then it's like, okay, now the Patriots got to drive down the field, and they couldn't. And so it's just like, you know, they made some big plays. Drew Locke threw a few bad interceptions. And, you know, and then you're right back in the game. And it just, uh, unfortunately, they just they couldn't take advantage of it. And, again, is it on Cam? Yeah, sure, because he's the quarterback and he's got to make those plays. But also, it's the receiver's got to get open. And then – the biggest thing for me is this, right? Okay, we don't have any, we don't really have any huge playmakers on offense. All right, great. Well, what does Nikhil Harry do best? I don't know. Figure that out and use him that way. What does Isaiah Duber, Zuber do best? I don't know. Figure it out and, and do that for him. What does, you know, Damian Harris do best? I don't know. Figure it out and do that. And like use their abilities to ask them to say, okay, this is what we're going to do. Not like, okay, uh, you know, well, you know, it takes long for Nikhil to get open. So we're going to have Cam sit back in the pocket for six I'm seconds and someone to get open. Like, what the hell yep. are we doing? You know, it's just, it's stupid. And so you just, you know, use their skills and abilities to the best, to the best you can and try to take advantage of what you have. Because, yes, you are devoid of talent a little bit. But you have some talent. And so you have to use the talent that you can in the best way possible. And they're clearly not doing that right now. No. No, I mean, it'll be interesting. They got obviously get a tough little stretch of games here, too. San Francisco is no slouch, especially defensively. If you're going to struggle versus, you know, Denver, um, you're certainly going right. to have some of those struggles versus um, San Francisco, even despite they right. still got Nick Bosa. Or, no, sorry, not Nick Bosa. Um, not Solomon Thomas either, but they have some playmakers. They do have some playmakers on defense. Yeah, like, they're like, not... and that's what I'm saying. And then you, then you obviously get Buffalo. Um, right. And you're under 500 right now, so – you got to figure it out. I think, um, you know, right now it just seems like at the end of this year, they'll just be burnt out. Like you can only use Cam for this, like this for so long. Um, Edelman certainly isn't the guy that he's been in the past. Uh, like we talked about earlier, given, given his age and, and the mileage on him, but yeah, it's, it, there's a lot of red flags and, and a lot of, um, you know, scared a little bit for how they're going to perform offensively going forward. Right. I will say some, some positives from today. I thought, I thought Adrian Phillips played spectacular today. Yep. I thought John he played Jones very well. John Jones played very well. Jawan Bentley had a big game. Yep. Um, you know, and Winovich, Winovich has kind of done what he's always done and looked pretty good. Simon, um, I thought, was good, too. Had that big yep. sack. Yep. Um, and so that's so – overall, defensively, he looked pretty good. I mean, there were times when they got gashed in the run. They have all year, though. And we knew right. that. We knew they were going to be this guy. I mean, granted, Seattle, right? They had – you know, they big some, you know, miscues that led to big plays. Yeah. But like we talked about after that game, Seattle's going to do that to probably everybody they play just because Correct. of how much speed and, and, you know, the magician at quarterback that they have. Like, I, I almost give them a free pass. They were still in the position to win that game. Other than right. that, they've been great. The defense yeah. has been great. No, and that's, and we'll see moving forward. I'm, I'm concerned about Adam Butler. Um, that's a, that's big, a big loss, loss for yeah, them, especially because they can't stop the run. You know, right? They, you know, and they got a million. They got a million D tackles hurt. Coward's still on the COVID list, like, and so you know now you now you're pulling up guys and asking guys to start that were on the practice squad. So that's not good. And then Illuminor, who I think is fine. I think he's just fine. But like Illuminor being there is helpful because then you have you know you don't have to use Froholt at, at right guard. But the big question for me is. When is Shaq Mason going to be available off the COVID list? And then on top of that, when is David Andrews going to be able to come back? Because this offensive line, as constituted, 
is going to struggle, you know? And I think that this is, this has been a strong point for them all year long. We were saying before the game, like, you know, what they've done, even with the injuries that they faced, you know, they've really done a good job, um, you know, at, at, at keeping Cam and the other, the other uh, quarterbacks upright and done a good job blocking for the run and everything. And today was the bad day. Look, you're going to have a bad day on the offensive line. Sometimes it's going to happen, but with so many injuries and so many guys going in and out, um, you know, they had a bad day and, uh, and it cost them, it cost them big time and, and getting those guys back healthy is a huge, huge step in the right direction um, for this team because they need it. They really need it right now. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it'll it'll get interesting as we kind of you know rack up the weeks here. Um, yeah, but they, certainly the next two games are huge. They are huge. They sure are. They sure are. So we'll see. And listen, you know, San Fran next week again at home, four twenty-five. So that'll be a fun, uh, you know, fun kind of prime time game. And then Buffalo the week after. You're in Buffalo the week after. And that's really – that was the frustrating thing for me because if you had won today, you have two losses. Had Buffalo – Buffalo's playing, of course, Kansas City to, uh, tomorrow afternoon. I thought – I kind of had shocked that one up as a loss for Buffalo. Now you have two losses. Buffalo has two losses. Assuming you both win next week, you're going into Buffalo with a chance to overtake the division. Uh, would have been huge, absolutely huge for them. And, of course – it didn't work out that way. And so we'll just have to hope that, um, you know, that, that they can win next week and then at least keep it close because you get to Buffalo and you have three losses. They only have two and they beat you. Now you're two full games back. That's, that's tough. It's tough to overcome. And I know it's still early in the season, but it's still tough to overcome. Certainly. So, so anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. Um, Sean and Andrew, thanks for, uh, for giving some input. Really appreciate that as well. And as always, we do do our post-game shows on the, on the Locker Room app. We were a little bit late today. Uh, we had some stuff going on. But, uh, but we are here on the Locker Room app, so definitely check it out. And it's going to be available in the App Store soon, so make sure you go down and download it. I'll talk to you guys soon. Take care. Take care.